Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. I'm Jared Mizrak. And I'm Ryan Finley. And uh, today we've got a uh, news podcast. We've uh, already broke our promise. We are about two weeks, I want to say, since our last one. But, you know, we're, we're here. That's all that matters. But, well, um, remember, we did, start- preface, we did preface that we might not keep the promise, so... Well, I mean, the, the fact that we broke it within one episode, a little sad, but like I said, we're here. That's all that matters. But uh, today, a little bit of a little bit of a shake up here. Uh, normally, our news segment, we kind of go through everything that is in the sports world, whether we really have an opinion on it or not. Right now, um, due to my mistake of deleting all of my notes we are going to be going through like you know almost a hot topic kind of thing where we just talk about the things we want to rather than news so uh let's hop right into the nfl boys you have anything you want to talk about i mean obviously there's the colts trade with uh carson wentz um i think i honestly i think the colts lost (laughs) there there's I just don't think Carson Wentz is good enough to give him another ring, I guess. Um, yeah. I'd argue that the Colts won this. The I'm saying the Eagles lost because they take $33 million in dead cap while only getting a second and a poss- – or conditional second and possibly a third-round pick. And Carson Wentz, he was at one point playing at MVP level before he tore his ACL a couple of years ago. So it would be interesting to see if he could rejuvenate that kind of level in Indianapolis. I mean, obviously, if he can do that, he can. If he can come back, I think if he played like he did in Philly when they went to the Super Bowl, um, I think it would be good for uh, Indianapolis. But I don't really see. I mean, they're obviously probably going to be a playoff team again just because their their defense is good. They have a good um, like core lineup with the receivers and running backs. But yeah, for me, I think it really comes down to what that Indianapolis coaching staff can do. I mean, Carson Wentz really was, well, I'll just say it straight up. He was absolutely horrendous last year. But you got to remember, he was on a, you know, terrible O-line. Deshaun Jackson was hurt for part of the season. Alshon Jeffrey was. Half the time he was throwing to Greg Ward, who made a name for himself because he was a no-name receiver and catching that, touchdowns. And, and that Travis Fulgham guy or whatever his name is. Yeah, I mean, the Eagles had wide receivers making names for themselves because they were no-name receivers and they had to step up. If the, uh, the Colts coaching staff, I guess, the QB coaches, the head coach, the offensive coordinator can get in the rhythm with Carson Wentz, and especially with that offensive line, I mean, we're talking Ryan Kelly, uh, Quentin Nelson, arguably the best offensive lineman in football. That offensive line is in, or shoot, did I mess up the center's name? Is his name Ryan Kelly? I think so. Uh, I think I think so. Hold on here. I'm. Well, while, while you're looking that up, I'll just speak to the Colts a little bit and. Barring injuries, I mean, obviously, like Ryan said, running backs, they have Jonathan Taylor and Marlon Mack probably coming back. Um, he, he got injured the first part of the year. Wide receivers, um, Michael Pittman, T.Y. Hilton kind of restarted a little bit towards the end of that season, got going again. Um, yeah, we'll, have, we'll have Paris Campbell coming back from injury, who was pretty all right his rookie year out of Ohio State. Yeah, and tight end, they've Jack Doyle, am I correct? Are you? Um, 
I don't. I'm not entirely sure. I feel like is it Jack Doyle? Jack, Jack Doyle's solid if he's on that team. I don't know if he is. Yeah, he is. He yeah, is. they yeah they got Jack Doyle, Doyle and Trey Burton, and that, Mo, Mo Ali Cox. Yeah, he's there yeah. too. Yeah, yeah. So honestly, that Colt team, if Carson Wentz can play well, uh, contender, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean. That's really all it comes down to. He's got everything he needs to be an elite quarterback. And, you know, he has had his fair share of shaky seasons, but he did have an MVP caliber season. He did lead the Eagles to one of their best seasons ever. And he is still that raw prospect we saw out of North Dakota State. So at the end of the day, it's going to come down to how he performs and how the Colts can continue his development, I think, to see who wins that trade. I don't think he call it right now he's only like 26 or 27 correct yeah if he's uh looking to play like tom brady he's got at least 15 16 more years in him yeah hopefully that colts o-line can keep him protected enough so he can have a longer career like tom but um and you want to keep it with the eagles i mean first off there's there's a huge list of people that got cut but you know, for salary cap reasons, but Deshaun Jackson, you know, cut once again by the Eagles. Uh, I don't know. I just like throwing that out there. Not a big, not a big. I think at this point, his career is a little dusted. He probably needs to retire. But uh, I mean, there there could be teams out there that are willing to pick him up for like a couple years. But I don't see him having a very long career after this. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel that. He's just been riddled with injuries, and uh, honestly, whenever he's played, he's actually played decent, but he's barely played. That's the issue. He just he's just had so many injuries the past couple of years, especially that I don't know if he can fully make it back. Yeah, it yeah. just might be a little bit risky trying to pick him up and then having him play well. But yeah, Ethan. Uh... Actually, all three of us are Steelers fans to an extent. Mike Tomlin just tested positive for COVID nineteen. I did see that. Um, obviously, that. obviously, we all hope that Tomlin has a speedy fast recovery, gets back into the Steelers' um, office as soon as possible because we we need some help in free agency in terms of cap space. Let's just say. Although yeah. I will bring this up real quick, we did restructure Cam Hayward's contract so that we, I guess, saved seven more million in cap space. Not, not really that big of a deal, but in the long-term scheme of things, it could help. I don't know. I do want to hear your guys' opinions, though, if you think Ben will return this year. I think he's going to want to, but I don't think he should for his sake and the Steelers' sake. I agree. I, I don't think he should, but I know he wants to. I just don't think – at this point in his career, he had a good season last season going 11 to no at the start. Obviously, kind of things kind of went downhill, but I think he had that kind of like season. I think he should end on that. I know he doesn't want to, but I think that's what that's what's best for the team, honestly, especially with um, what's his name retiring? Um, Pouncey. Pouncey, yeah. Yeah, and I was going to say, I feel like, well, there's a viral clip of them saying Ben said the only reason he came back was to do it for Pouncey. And now that Pouncey's gone, how much yeah. motivation does Ben truly have to come back? Yeah, and the Steelers might lose Juju in the offseason of free agency. Um, I honestly think if we lose Juju, I don't know if Ben wants to come back to that kind of team. Uh, 
Yeah. I mean, the question then becomes, well, first off, is Mason Rudolph really the starter for your nope. franchise next year? Nope, and he shouldn't be, but he will. If if he if he's not, and the Steelers don't think he's good enough to be, where does that quarterback come from? Is it a free agent signing? Do you pick a guy late first round and really reach on him? I mean, we do. We still have another quarterback. I did see a mock draft earlier um, that said uh, the Steelers might trade up from a trade or a draft pick for Mac Jones, but I don't see that happening. Hey, I. I'm down. No, you're not. I mean, That's the worst selection the freaking Steelers. I, I don't never think. Had. Yeah, I don't think the Steelers should try to draft a quarterback. No, now. from what I've heard, they they're considering maybe drafting a third or fourth round quarterback. Yeah, but I mean, you all saw how that worked out for Mason Rudolph. But mm. I mean, we have to wait. The smartest, know. yeah, <laughs> the smartest choice in this draft would probably be if we can get Najee Harris, get him. Uh, our running game really needs to improve. Um, other than that, I mean, we got to start with the basics. Like, we need to improve our run game, and then we can because we're the Steelers right now are too one sided with the they just with Ben throwing like almost like I don't know like fifty passes in the game. Yeah, we need was, a center too yeah. now. Hey, how about how about that D three center out of Wisconsin Whitewater who uh. After this episode, you guys will shortly be hearing an interview with him. Quinn Myers, yes, sir. I had, to, I had to hit him with the plug. I had to hit him with the plug for our own thing and our own podcast. But no, I mean, I, I definitely think you're going to be looking at center. I mean, the offensive line is not the offensive line the Steelers had, what, five years ago when no, you had, yeah. like, you had Pouncey in his prime. The Castro is still pretty good, but he was in his prime a couple years ago. Um Villanueva's past his prime. Yeah, Villanueva. And there, wasn't there another guy? There's Ramon another guy Foster, maybe? Yeah. Um, Sorry, he was pretty all right. I mean, Steelers need a good bit of help. I'll just put it that way. Yeah. To, uh, yeah. I don't know. Now, I, I do have a question here. I'm, I think I know the answer to this, but I, I got to ask. There were some rumors that there are teams in the NFL. Now, I don't know what teams it was, but there are rumors that some teams had BYU quarterback Zach Wilson now ahead of Trevor Lawrence with the news that he had that surgery. I saw that. Well, what do you guys think about that? You think you – Trevor Lawrence is better, 100%. Uh, yeah, I agree. I don't think – I don't think uh, whatever his name is from BYU is good enough. Don't get me wrong. Zach Wilson – Probably well, he's a good second. quarterback. I, I, he's just probably second, I think he's out of – Dak wasn't ahead of Justin Fields 100%. I agree oh, with that. I, I think Trey Lance is ahead of Justin Fields. Don't even get me started yeah. on that. Justin Fields <laughs> is a Ohio State quarterback. Um, JT Barrett, Cardell Jones. Do I have to go on and <laughs> look at their professional careers? I mean, the other big – the big glaring thing is the fact that in college, he had the best receivers – and just watching film, the man does not take his eye off the first read. Like, yeah, no. he does not look at his second reads. And let me tell you, that's what's kept Tom Brady. That's what's kept Drew Brees, Aaron Rodgers in the league this long, is their IQ and their ability to make the correct reads. If Fields can't work on that, he won't last more than Dwayne Haskin years in the NFL. Yeah, I've been saying it for a while. It's like Justin Fields will not last long in the NFL if he plays like he does now in the NFL. 
I do I do think he is a little bit better of a prospect coming out of the draft than some of the other guys like Barrett, like Cardale Jones, you know, the oh, Iowa yeah. State quarterbacks because of his athleticism. But you got you to be able to read the field. Like well, there's no excuse in the pros. Most Ohio State quarterbacks end up playing wide receiver in the NFL draft. So could that be next to Justin Fields too? Hey, I mean, what, Terrell Pryor, Carter, not Cardale Jones, Braxton Miller. I feel like JT Barrett could eventually play wide receiver at some point. Yeah. <laughs> um, wow. I really don't think much more in the NFL. Yeah, I'm I'm cool. Um, NHL. All right. Um, I got some older news. I guess uh, Miko Koivu announced his retirement after 16 seasons. Um, uh, I guess that was kind of expected. Um, I mean, he's been in the league for. 16 whole seasons spent most of i think he spent most of his uh career with the wild i believe yeah um where did he end his career i forget what team he was on i know at one point he was on the blue jackets um yeah it was columbus he spent most of his career at minnesota and i think a year or two ago he went to columbus or just um, a year ago yeah, more Columbus Blue Jackets news, I guess. Uh, Patrick Laine uh, was benched uh, after a verbal dispute with an assistant coach. Oh, boy. Um, I He was only there for like a week and is already causing trouble. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess moving past that, uh, the NHL door series at Lake Tahoe um, had the Golden Knights lost to the Colorado Avalanche 3-2 after an eight-hour delay because of the sun melting the ice um and then the Bruins played the Flyers uh Bruins cruised to a 7-3 win Carter Hart Um, did not look good that day he did not look good I mean oh I mean the Bruins are good don't get me wrong those forwards there Bergeron Marshan Pasternak I mean those guys are good but seven goals when you're trying to make your name an elite goaltender. I mean, I know it's an outdoor game and all, but, like, that shouldn't be an excuse. Like, I mean, I I watched a little bit of it, and the sun was coming through the trees, but, like, I feel like it's still – it's more muscle memory at that point. Like, I don't know. You're an NHL goaltender. Just because you're outside doesn't give you an excuse to give up seven goals. Yeah. I'm I'm sure that he's – I mean, that's probably where he started. I think that's the whole cool thing about the outdoor series is when – I mean, I'm sure most of those guys, they started by going to a pond that was frozen over, you know, putting the skates on, lacing up, grabbing the stick, and just kind of like skating around. Like that's like yeah. – Brian, I think I told you, that's like classic world of chill on the Xbox <laughs> or – you know, PlayStation kind of vibes yeah. right there. I think that's really cool they were able to do that. But, I mean, I I didn't watch any of it, but I, I just, you know, like I said, I think it's a pretty cool idea. All right. Uh, do you guys want to move on to our award predictions or do you want to skip past that for now? Let's do it. Might as well. All right. Let's go for it. So, um, I'm so just, first I'm, I'm go over it. Yeah. You want just go to, yeah, you just want to go over real quick. I mean, we've got our playoff teams and our Stanley Cup winner. 
And then we also have seven of the main, or can I count six, seven, seven of the main awards, the, uh, the heart, which is NHL MVP, the Norris, which is best defender, Vesna is best goalie. The Calder is rookie of the year. Art Ross is the person with the most points. The Selkie is the best defensive forward. Ethan, not the best offensive defenseman. Um, and the Richard is the highest goal scorer. So you just want to start with the awards because it's a one-off and then we can get into the playoffs. Yeah, all right. So I had uh, Austin Matthews win in the heart. Um, then I had Victor Hedman win in the, the Norris. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky winning the Vizna. Um, Alexi Lafreniere uh, winning the Calder. I think he's probably like the favorite right now. Um, uh, Connor McDavid winning the Art Ross. And then uh, Patrice Bergeron winning the Selkie. And then um, Austin Matthews winning the Richard. Right, I'm gonna, I don't understand what work mean. I'll just say points. Goalie, whatever. Okay, sounds good. Actually, I I I'm giving points and MVP to one person. Is that allowed? How it goes? That's that's how it goes a lot of the time. Okay, I went Connor McDavid. Um, best goalie, I put Peter Mrazek out of Carolina. I I played Ethan. Ethan, he's played four games. (laughs) I still get the highest save percentage. That's not how it works. There's shutout percentage. There's goals against on average. There's wins. There's OT losses. Okay, gotta... I know nothing about NHL. So when they said to do this, I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. But part of it was based on the fact that I knew you wouldn't know what you were doing. But we won't talk okay. about that. So offensive defender, which I did. I did Quinn Hughes out of Vancouver. I don't know. If, I, uh, if that was an actual award, I would have picked that. I would have agreed um, well, with you. For goals, I gave it to Austin Matthews. Um, best defenseman, I gave it to Drew Dowdy out of Sacramento. And then rookie, I gave it to the only, the only rookie I know is Alex Repenier. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Go back. Wait, you, where? What? Drew da- wait, Drew Dowdy? Yeah, defender, Drew Sacramento. Okay, first off, Ethan. That's the basketball team. It's the LA Kings, not the Sacramento Kings. And Drew Doughty is washed. You've been killing it. It's my fantasy team. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry, but just absolutely not. Like, I didn't have Victor Hedman, but like, my guy and Victor Hedman are worlds ahead of Drew Doughty at this point. I mean, come on, buddy. I'm nothing about the NHL. What am I supposed to do? Not pick Drew Dowdy. He's got four goals, and 11 assists this year. Dude, you could have picked like 10 people better. <laughs> All right, Ethan, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll, you're good. You're actually, wait, did we'll you read off this time. list? Did you read, did you read your whole list? Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll pretend like you didn't say Drew Dowdy. I'll but, pretend like he didn't say Sacramento. Yeah, I'll also pretend like he didn't say that. Um, you actually made me think there for a second. I was like, the Sacramento Kings, did they change their name? <laughs> that's like, what I thought, too. And then all of a sudden I realized, wait a second, that's a basketball team. And, and I, yeah, Ethan, you're not starting off too well, buddy. We don't, we don't need a repeat of last time. But besides the point, 
for the heart, I felt like Connor McDavid was the obvious pick, which is where I thought I should have gone. But Nathan McKinnon. I mean, you could, you could choose between Connor McDavid or Austin Matthews at this point. I want Nathan McKinnon. I mean, I guess oh, I can't argue against that. He's he's good too. There's a, there might be a little bit of bias in there because I am a pretty huge McKinnon fan. I like watching him play. Um, yeah. Being a Penguins fan, him and Crosby are pretty good friends, so that kind of s- struck my liking when I found that out. Again, maybe a little bit of bias. I, I definitely don't argue the Connor McDavid pick. I mean, he, I, I do think overall he is the best player in hockey, but I just think, I don't know, maybe McKinnon will turn it on late, like late half the season. Um, I'm realizing that my heart and my Norris both come from the same team, best defenseman. I went Kale McCarr, who, again, maybe a little bit of bias on. I'm a huge Kale McCarr fan and have been since he scored a goal in his NHL debut after coming out of college. Um, I definitely, again, I will not argue Victor Hedman because, I mean, the man can play defense, but I went Kale McCarr. Vesna, I took it in a completely different route because I don't know. I This is probably the hardest one for me to pick because I don't know yeah. what to wait better. But I went Semyon Varlamov. Um, yeah, that was from the New York. I mean, he's had a pretty good season. Uh, win and loss is about the same as Vasilevsky and goals against or goals against the exact you know, they're 0.06 apart and save percentage. They are 0.05. Uh, the only thing that put me over the edge with Varlamov over Vasilevsky is the fact that Varlamov has three shutouts and Vasilevsky does not have one. But yeah. for the third time in a row, uh, I don't disagree with you, Ryan. Uh, Ethan, I do disagree with you, however. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. Uh, uh what are you saying I'm for? Oh, I was going to say, do we move on to playoff teams or whatever? Ethan, I still got four awards. Uh, oh, oops. The Calder. I, a uh, uh, little bit of a shock here, but I, again, a guy that I'm a pretty big fan of, I'm kind of high on. Krill Kaprizov, Minnesota Wild winger. Um, he's leading rookies in points right now and in assists, I believe. Um, he is a little bit older. I mean, Lafreniere is like 19, 18 or something like that. Yeah, he's Kaprizov. young. Kaprizov's like 23, but because you're not considered a rookie until you play a full, like an NHL season, he's considered a rookie right now. A little bit of Ben Simmons, Donovan Mitchell action right here, Ethan. Um, uh, but yeah, I went Kaprizov, um, Again, for the fourth time, I don't see a problem with saying Lafreniere. And again, I'm pretty high on Lafreniere myself. But mm-hmm. Art Ross, Connor McDavid, he's like seven points ahead of everybody already. Um, yeah, I think I mentioned it last time. Both him and Leon Dreisaitl are on pace for 100 points in a shortened season, which is absolutely insane. But yeah, I went him. Uh, the Bergeron Award, which is, Ethan, what I was talking to you about before the uh, we, we went on because you screwed up this award. It really should be named the Bergeron Award because that man should be like, like six or seven times. And I think he'll do it again this year. Uh, pretty self-explanatory if you know your hockey. And then 
Maurice Richard, I went with Austin Matthews. He's like four goals ahead of everybody, five goals ahead of everybody, and he's been picking corners all season long. I'm not a this is this is the one guy that I'm not a huge fan of that I picked, but I can't disrespect him for the amount of goals. I like he's- Austin Matthews, but that's just because I like his play style. I mean, he just plays with so much swagger. I, I don't know. I just I can't really guess him. There's there's something about him that like from the day he had his NHL debut and scored four goals, I was just like, I can't stand this guy. I, I don't <laughs> know what it is. Like I'm dead serious. When I heard he scored four goals, I was like, I don't like this guy. And I don't know, I don't know what it is, but it's that grudge that I just not a big fan. Yeah, it's but, the Tom uh, Brady effect. I don't know. I like Tom Brady though. Don't don't we're we're not gonna talk about that though. <laughs> All right. All right. Um, let's move on to playoff teams, I guess. Um, Sounds I'll good. go first. Starting off in the West, I have the Golden Knights, the Avalanche. Uh, I picked the Coyotes and the Blues. I mean, the Blues are in first right now, but um, I still think they're going to drop a little bit. I mean, I feel like after this next uh, – when's the next break? Um there's usually like a midseason break. I don't know if they're not having an all-star game this year, so there might not be a break. But I think after the midpoint in the season, they might start slipping a little bit because they are in first place. I also think the Bruins are going to do the same thing, but who knows? Um, so in the central, I have the Hurricanes, Lightning, Panthers, and Blue Jackets. I mean, those are pretty obvious. I mean, the only one that I can see not making the playoffs is the Panthers, but they're looking they're looking pretty good this year. Um, in the North, I got Toronto, Edmonton, uh, Winnipeg, and Calgary. I mean, those are those have been the top four in that uh, the Canadian. I get well, the Canadian division's new this year, but out of all the Canadian teams, those have been the top four for a while. Um, then in the East. Uh, I have the Bruins, the Flyers, the Caps, and the Islanders. I did not choose the Penguins, but I think it it, it is a toss-up between the Islanders and the Pens. Um, yeah, that was probably the hardest choice. I'll wait to say my Stanley Cup winner until you guys go, but yeah. All right, I'll, I'll go next. And don't worry, I'm, I'm looking at the right divisions this time, so I'll start off from the West. Um, I'm going to take Vegas first. Colorado second, um, St. Louis third, and I'm actually going to take the Wild at fourth. They've only played 14 games and have 16 points, one point out of first place. Will the, every team play the same amount of games, or is that like – Yes, they they yes. will. I, I believe they'll postpone the games rather than cancel them. Okay, so I'll take I'll take the Wild. Um, I'll go to the Central. I'll take the Hurricanes, the Panthers. I'll take, put the Lightning in third, and then I'll put – I'll put the Blackhawks at fourth. I don't know. I, I, I've always liked the Blackhawks for some reason. I don't know why, but uh, um, in the North, obviously Toronto has been killing it this whole year. I'm going to have them at first um, Edmonton, Winnipeg. And then I'm actually going to go with, uh, I'll go with Vancouver. Please, why not? Please, please tell me you did not just come up with that on the top of your head because you didn't pick somebody. No, I'm looking at the standings right now. So you're winging, you're really winging this. Yeah. I don't think Vancouver stands a chance right now. I think, um, yeah, I'm just not going to say my thoughts. <laughs> I don't know. Then, yeah, then in the East, um, Boston, Washington, Philadelphia, and we're going to go with the New Jersey Red Devils. 
What are you talking about? The Red Devils. <laughs> the Devils. Ethan, this is not Manchester United. This is the second time that you've gotten team confused for a team in a completely different sport. All right. the, 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 uh, the Red Devils. No, just the New Jersey Devils. Although I do got to say, shout out Nico Heischer for becoming the captain of the, the Devils. He's like 20 or something. He's now the captain, so that's pretty impressive. But the way I did it, mine, like I have three teams from each division because that's how it goes. But I did in the Western division or what would normally be considered the West or the Western Conference. I took five teams out of the Canadian division uh, rather than four teams from the North and the West. So I'll start with the the uh, the central where I took I took Carolina, the Panthers, uh, Chicago, and Tampa Bay. I mean they're the top four teams, and I'm a big fan of Florida this year. I was a big fan of Carolina last year. You can't bet against the defending Stanley Cup champions. Like I don't I, I don't think you can. And then I, I I'm I'm a Blackhawks fan just like Ethan. Well, okay, not an actual Blackhawks fan, but I like to root for them. Big fan of Patty Kane. But uh, the uh, the East, I did the exact same thing as you, Ryan. I took Boston. I took Washington. I took Philadelphia. And I don't have any faith in my Pittsburgh Penguins, so I went the New York Islanders. Um, big fan of Matt Barzell, though. Uh, so I guess it doesn't hurt as much as it would be if I was picking the Flyers over the Penguins, which I don't have to do because they're already ahead of us. Um, in the North, which is the Canadian division, this is the, this is the one where I took five teams. Wait, wait, I, I want to make sure that I'm not screwing this up. Are they still doing it where the wild card can come out of the West? Like there can be, there's two uh, wild cards in the Western conference, or am I screwing I this know. up where it's four out of each division? I don't think they've announced how the playoffs are going to work this season. I'm assuming they're going to do it the same as last season. So all right. Well, I mean, I'm going off the fact. I'm going off the fact that there's a Western and East Eastern Conference, and both wild cards can come from the same conference, which I took from the Canadian Conference or well, the North. Uh, Toronto, kind of self-explanatory. Edmonton and Winnipeg. Uh, you know they've got pretty good teams there. Montreal is there in fourth in the Canadian division. I don't think they make the playoffs. I don't see them as a playoff team. So I took both Calgary and Vancouver over them. Um, hey, but... you you bashed my Vancouver pick. No, I didn't. He did. Oh, yeah, <laughs> I I did, but I I don't know. I think Vancouver has issues on defense, but if they can turn it around, I mean, who knows? Oh shoot! I'm just realizing the amount of games they've played. Yeah, I, I realized that too as I said. I was like, oh, they played more games than anyone in the North. Oh, shoot. I didn't see that. How did I not see that? Uh, I'm not going to rework my thing because I'm sticking to my, I'm sticking to my guns, but uh, I, I probably am wrong. Uh, and then the West, I just took the top three teams, St. Louis, Vegas, and Colorado. I think I'm a little surprised on how bad Colorado's been this year. And when I say bad, they're the Stanley Cup favorites, and they're yeah or underperforming. Yeah, but that—that's who I've got. All right, uh, should we do our Stanley Cup winner? Yep. Yep. Ooh, this was tough. Um, 
I'll tell you the two teams I was between. Uh, well, I guess not against each other, but just between in general. So I was between the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Colorado Avalanche. And I went with Toronto. Uh, I mean, right now at this point in the season, obviously this is like mid-season kind of predictions. Uh, anything can happen, but I do think Toronto at this point would be the favorites to win. Um, they're just firing on all cylinders right now. Um, I don't really see them slowing down anytime soon. I mean, we'll see when playoff time comes, but other than that, I think they're the best team right now. Yeah, I'm going to agree. I'm, I took Toronto as well. I mean, uh, I believe best record right now um, and one of the, if not the most points. So obviously if the season ran right now, I would say Toronto is one of the favorites, if not the favorite. I'll be honest. I was between, okay, I wasn't between four teams, but like there were four teams that I wanted to pick. And I actually gave myself a matchup from the Eastern and Western Conference. I had Colorado against, and, and don't hate me for this. Please don't hate me for this. I had Colorado against the Florida Panthers. That is a team that I absolutely love to watch play hockey. And I don't know, that was coming off of a, that's a hot take right there. Like, yeah, I, and there's nothing more than that. But uh, I had Colorado winning. I and again, kind of like the uh, the Hart and the Norris with a little bit of bias there because I like those two guys. There may be a little bit of bias, but Colorado's also technically the betting odds favorite at the beginning of the season. So I'll try and make yeah. that one. All right. Uh, I guess we can move on to the MLB now. Um, Starting with spring training, I guess, all players have reported now. Um, I believe the first, like, full workouts or whatever for everyone uh, are tomorrow, the 20, 23rd, 22nd? 23rd. Um, yeah, 23rd. All right. Um, uh, yeah, that's all I have for spring training. Um, I guess we got some other news with uh, uh, Justin Turner from the Dodgers returning. Um we also got uh, Fernando Tatis Jr. signing that 14-year, $340 million contract extension. Okay. I, I got, I got 14 years? 14 and, years? Yeah, and he's got a, a no-trade clause, I believe. Oh, uh, my. 14 years? Okay, yeah. look. I, I just want to put this out there. You know what's kind of funny about that? that if, if that contract was put into the NBA based on money per year, they would make him like the 35th highest pay, paid player right in between Buddy Heald and LaMarcus Aldridge. Ethan, I, I, mean, hope, you get, I hope you get how bad that is when you're yeah, that, that ain't that ain't good. For an MLB player, though, that's insane. Yeah, it is, it is yeah. pretty insane for an MLB player, both, both money-wise and year-wise. I don't understand 14 years. Do you, and on a no-trade clause as well. Which means 30, he can't leave. when that contract's up. We'll be 32. Hold on, Ethan. He's not 18. No, we we will be 32. Oh, okay. we will be. Yeah, 32. I was about to say he's not going to be 32. He's going to be like, I don't even know how old. <laughs> he's 20. He's 22. So he'll be 36. Okay, yeah. Contract up. I, I well, gotta imagine. I gotta imagine there's some opt outs there. Like there I know probably is. I'm sure there are. With the big contracts, there's usually after like so many years an opt out where you yeah like, I think it's usually like six years yeah it's um, it's something like that yeah well, let's just say uh, you better get comfortable in San Diego let's just say yeah 
I mean, he, he might like real. it there. I mean, he, he he has to like it there. He wants to be there for 14 years. Um, I mean, let's be real here. San Diego don't sound too bad with all that nice uh, the nice sun they get. I'm, I'm sitting here, Ethan Ethan and me. We uh, had a little bit of a snow squall this morning. Uh, I'd say about four or five inches, maybe. I would not mind that San Diego sun right about yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, with you. <laughs> I don't think much many people would be against the San Diego sun right now. Um, all right. Lastly, for the MLB, I have a, a rumor that is going around right now that the Brewers are interested in Jackie Bradley Jr. from the Red Sox. Um, I mean, I think that's a little interesting because right now the Brewers have a solid uh, outfield. Um, they have Christian Yelich, um, Lorenzo Kane, and I forget who their other outfielder is right now. But yeah, they have a solid outfield right now. So I don't know. Um, I mean. He's Jackie Bradley Jr. said to be like the best free agent that's out there right now. Um, that's still available, but I just I don't see him actually going to the Brewers. But yeah, not with him. I do know that I got some breaking news that the Mariners uh, president and CEO just resigned after some uh, comments made at the or to the Rotary Club. I not not entirely sure what that's about, but. When your president and CEO resigns, uh, you got a problem. Yeah, you got a problem. Yeah. <laughs> Hold up, NHL news: the Pittsburgh Penguins. Last time we last time we talked about them, Jim Rutherford resigned. There is now a man in place of Jim Rutherford, and it's none other than Ron Hextall, who is famous for being the Flyers goalie who hated the Penguins. <laughs> I mean, the irony. Yeah. Uh, when also I saw on the, that hiring, I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, also on topic of the Penguins, uh, Sidney Crosby played his 1,000th game, right? Yeah. Yeah, I did see that. One of the greatest of all time. Yep. Uh, we'll, cap that. we'll cap that off there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. That's all I have uh, for the MLB, though. Um, anyone else have anything? Mm, I'm good. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty pretty good with the MLB. All right. Uh, do you want to move on to college basketball? Yes, uh, I do. I would love to move on to college basketball. Right, Shut up. You want to start off? I would start? love to move on to college basketball. I, yeah, I'd like to I'll have to start this one off. Oh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. So, so this um, – I believe this past Saturday, there was a game between number seven Virginia and uh, Duke, who's not been playing well. However yeah. – Guess who won that game? Duke. None other than Duke. We're back in the hunt. We're back in the tourney hunt. Who's we? They are back in the tourney hunt. They are back in the tourney hunt. Yeah, that was on my list for news. Um, I mean, I'm going to be honest. Duke still didn't even play that well, but Virginia just, they fell apart. Uh, I mean, it was very back and forth the entire time, but I still feel like yeah, in all honesty, I'm completely joking. I don't know how we won that game. Virginia had so many chances to beat us, but yeah. And in the end, there, the final moments, um, I forget what his name was. He like he out dribbled or well, he over dribbled the ball and just like dropped it. And he had a chance to make a good pass for a buzzer beater, maybe, but he just fumbled the ball. Well, that, like that, that guy dunked it with like a, a second after the game was over. Yeah, I know. It was like, like so, it was like, so close. It after the buzzer already went off. Yeah, it was Kia Clark, I think that guy that over dribbled. But yeah, that's a that's like I don't know, that's a huge win for Duke. If they wanted any shot they had to win 
last night or two nights ago. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, we have Kentucky upsetting number 19, Tennessee, by a whopping margin of 70 to 55. Oof. I'm, I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm not too surprised. And I guess that sounds kind of stupid because Kentucky sucked. But they're a good team, though. I mean, yeah, they are a good team. But Tennessee has lost two games. Well, now three games of their last six. And or wait, that's four games of their last six. Or no, is it? I I I can't count. I'm sorry. It is three games of the last six. But I mean, two of those wins were also, you know, not great games against Georgia and Kentucky. I was a little concerned about Tennessee and. That that fifteen point loss just kind of showed me where those concerns came from. All right, yeah. Um, yeah I mean, uh, Tennessee's obviously going to drop out of the top twenty five after that. Um, yeah, most likely actually, they 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 didn't. They just came they out. Did. with oh, the they came out. Today. Yeah. Oh my god, I haven't even checked Tennessee. the rankings. Yet. I always forget to. Tennessee um, dropped six to twenty five. So they, I mean, they are right there oh. on the cusp. So, so yeah, they barely snuck in. Um, uh, so Ryan, I'm sure I'm sure there's a game you want to talk about. So oh, oh yeah, I was about to say right there, there, that's there, what I was getting. There to must now. be a game uh, you guys want to talk yeah. about. That's so number thirteen against number twelve, Texas, eighty-four to eighty-two. I mean, it was. I felt like we didn't deserve to win that game until like the four, like last quarter of the game. Um, I mean like quarter, like five minutes, I guess, we started actually not shooting dumb three-pointers from like freaking like 20 feet outside the uh, line. But um, I mean, 84-82 is obviously like, that's a high scoring game for college. But uh, I mean, Texas is a good team. I feel like we should have made that a maybe larger margin than two points, and they, especially at the end there got my heart beat up when they almost hit that last second tip in um yeah well i mean other than that i don't really have anything else to say about it i was gonna say real quick um after the altercation between those two texas players virginia west virginia went on a super tear and won that game that's that's honestly the reason they won i forgot about that for a second thank you (laughs) yeah that that was the turning point in the game honestly I'll be 100% honest. I was at work for the whole entire game. Like, I, I like saw the halftime score, and I was like, oh, great. We're down by 10. And Ethan, yeah. I don't want to say we're down by 10. So, um, but, yeah, I, I was like, great. This game's over. I really thought West Virginia had a shot. And then, like, later in the night, they must have been going through the scores, and I saw that it was 84-82 final, and I was like, what just happened? West Virginia just somehow made a 19-point comeback. I mean, yeah, it was it was it was crazy to watch because it felt like we were doing terrible the entire time. It was just like slowly crept up, crept up on Texas. And then, I mean, next thing you know, we had the lead. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to make another hot take right here. Uh, this does not count as my hot takes, but West Virginia has a game against Baylor coming up on the 25th and possibly a second game against Baylor. I think. I think West Virginia is bound to beat the team, is bound to be the team to beat Baylor. If there's a team that's going to beat Baylor here before the season ends, yeah. it's West Virginia. And I think yeah. if West Virginia can do that, West Virginia is a legitimate Final Four Elite Eight team. 
in the, in the yeah. tournament. I mean, everyone's been saying this is the best West Virginia team that Bob Huggins has had. Um, I mean, I can see it. I don't know how this is going to turn out by the time it gets to March. But, I mean, if the if West Virginia can beat uh, Baylor at least once, I mean, they have a pretty good, uh, I guess, record to show being like, we are worthy of this. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, don't really I look- see Baylor – I, I mean, Baylor could just go out there and just whoop West Virginia, like, both games, but I don't see that happening. I think regardless of – I mean, I, I think if even if that happens, like, I don't I don't think that hurts West Virginia that much. I mean, it's, it's no, Baylor. Baylor's the number two team in the country right now behind Gonzaga, which is – like I mean, I personally think Baylor should be number one um, based, on, based on opponents yeah. and strength of schedule. But, yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I think the thing that I, I I like the most is, you know, the last time we were talking about West Virginia, we were talking about their, like, gauntlet of death that they were going up against in, like, that mm-hmm. two-week period. They came out with a win against Kansas, a win against Texas Tech. Sadly, a one-point loss on what should have been a buzzer-beating win in double OT on Derek yeah. Culver. But – and then you had the win against Texas. I think regardless of the one-point loss in double OT to Oklahoma, mm-hmm. I don't care what anybody says. I think West Virginia is – I mean, that was – outside of putting the buzzer beater in, was probably the best that four-game stretch. And obviously with Baylor here to come, could have gone. Honestly, yeah. I'm going to say this right now. The Big 12 tournament, hopefully if they have it, it's going to be so fun this year. Oh, it's going to be amazing. <laughs> it's going to be was. amazing. Here, I, I don't see outside of Iowa State and Kansas State, I don't see a team that can't win. I mean, I'm even gonna yeah. I'm gonna include TCU in there at eleven and nine. I think TCU could, you know, come do something. But Texas Tech, Oklahoma State, Texas, West Virginia, Kansas, Oklahoma, Baylor. I mean, we're talking about Ooh. we're talking about they had they originally had seven teams in the top twenty five last week. Oklahoma State is 26 right now, right on the bubble looking in, and they probably should have jumped in with Tennessee's loss. But not only is that five or seven teams, I I still can't count. I do apologize. But uh, not only is that seven teams that have been ranked this season, I want to say that it's five teams that have been inside the top 10 at one point, both Baylor Oklahoma, West Virginia, Texas, and Kansas started out inside the top five. Now, granted, not the greatest of seasons by Kansas standards, but still, yeah. like this big tw- this Big Twelve conference has been phenomenal this year. Like my claim to fame with my Michigan State Spartans, which I don't want to talk about too much right now. <laughs> that one hurts. My claim to fame was that they played in the best conference in college basketball. The Big 12 is definitely making their case this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. Yeah, I think oh, – yeah, overall, I think the Big 12 was probably the best conference, I guess, in college basketball. Yeah. Um, I guess moving on from the Big 12, we got uh, Arizona beating USC, number 17 USC, 81-72. to 72. Uh, It's another upset, I guess, by a good margin. Um then uh, next I had the Duke one, but we already discussed that. So <laughs> we're all good Ethan, on college stop. basketball. I, I got 
big there was a absolutely massive game yesterday a top five big 10 matchup michigan versus ohio state oh yeah and michigan pulled it out by five but i don't think i've ever cheered for michigan like ever i've never cheered for michigan in my life unless it was to get michigan state somewhere because they beat the team that michigan state needed them to but i was cheering for michigan I mean, I was cheering for Michigan. I cannot stand watching Ohio State's basketball team be good. Is that because of A.J. Mahoney? (laughs) Okay, no. Yes, it is. But also, like, Michigan has an historically good basketball team. Ohio State does not. I I respect Michigan being third. And, I mean, I'm just looking at this, this, you know, Michigan team. And it hurts me so much to say, but Hunter Dickinson is so good. Isaiah Livers is so good. Franz Wagner, I hate the man <laughs> with a burning passion, but he is good. And Mike Smith, grad transfer steal of the year. That man can play some basketball. And you know how much that just took out of me to say that? <laughs> to compliment a Michigan team, the blue and gold, that hurt. But I mean every word I just said. That Michigan team is so good, and I'm so glad that they beat Ohio State. Like, you have no clue. I mean, anyone anyone have anything else to say about college basketball? Um, I, I I do want to point out one team inside the top 25, and that is the 21st team in the country, the team that went dancing a couple years ago and came out in the Final Four. Sister Dean, Sister Dean. They're they're there again. I mean, that conference, I don't even know. Is it the OBC or the MBC? The the Missouri Valley Conference. That Missouri Valley Conference is no joke this year. Like, both Drake and Loyola Chicago have been ranked in the top 25. And, I mean, it's it's top heavy, I'll be honest, because there's not many good teams. But Missouri State's an all right program there, but I don't know. Are we going to see Sister Jean back at the tournament, maybe in the Final Four again, pulling off some upsets? You could. I don't know. Well, magic. Yep. Maybe they'll pull off the Cinderella story for real this time. I don't know. I hey, I, I'm not against it. I would. I, I would love to see it. Um, I think everyone would love to see that, unless their team loses to them, but. Yeah. Yeah, it. There is another team that I, I want to put on your guys' radar. Um, out of the OVC, Belmont. Now, I don't know if you guys – I don't think you guys know too much about Belmont. I've yeah, heard of them before, but I've I don't heard really of know anything about them. I watched this team two years ago, and they have two of their star players from the tournament that they were – the NCAA tournament that they were in two years ago. Uh, Nick Musinski and Grayson Murphy, they did lose Adam Kunkel to a transfer. Um, I get, I know you guys have absolutely no clue what I'm talking about because this is small school Ohio Valley Conference basketball. But Belmont is currently sitting atop the OVC with a conference record of 18 and 0 and an overall record of 24 and 1. Hey, well, obviously. With that record, they'd honestly probably, if they didn't win their conference championship, they'd probably still make it in the tournament anyway. I think they definitely could. Um, I but, think I think in the OVC, 
I, I really don't see somebody challenging them. I mean, the next best team is six games behind when it comes to overall record. But at the end of the day, I think they definitely can make the tournament. And I'm, I'm saying it right now. If they make the tournament and they are in there, I will at least have them upsetting in the first round. I will have them, no matter who they play, if they're the 16 seed and they are playing Gonzaga, Belmont. All day oh, long. okay. All right. Let, let's let's. That's let's, a little bit of a stretch. Let, let's uh, let's let's dial it down just a little. Yeah, let's not get a little too ahead of myself. But, if it gets um, West Virginia, hundred percent. Mm. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about too that. Far. Too far. Too far. So, so wasn't too far, but for West Virginia was too far. Yeah, that one is too close to home for the two of us. Yeah, That's exactly. Down. I think I mean I can't oh. wait till we get to March time. March Madness. Uh we get to make our tournament. I love March Madness. tournament brackets. Um ESPN tournament challenge, you um, know, um, we'll all be involved in that. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, I'm sure we'll probably we could probably even do one an episode based on because I, I can talk about the NCAA. Oh, yeah. well, you can do a for, whole episode oh, on that. I, I do have a claim I, to fame actually for the March Madness. I do have a claim to fame. At one point in that thing. I was ranked 256 overall in like the Sweet 16 out of millions. Oh, sure. No, no, sure. I, 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 I will find the pictures and I will send them to you. Yeah, I've had, I've had a history of not being good with brackets, so don't I'm, decent. Much. I'm decent. I'm decent, but then was that like one team that just like shocks the world, like Loyola Chicago? I did not exactly. see that one here, so it's like, yeah, and like UMBC I mean, beating Virginia. Yeah. I won't I, not to you know not to brag here, but I I do gotta say when it comes to the first round I I am pretty good, but after that I'm not no, too great because not. like yeah I mean the first the first round is where a lot of brackets get you know busted because of upsets of those you know fourteen seeds beating three seeds and you know all that stuff. But watching small conference basketball does help me a little bit there. Um, but yeah, I. Don't think I've had a perfect bracket pass round two, ever. Like not even close. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah, that's all I got for college basketball. That's all I got for college basketball as well. Um. All right. Next we got some soccer. Uh, whatever you want to call it, football, soccer. So we're gonna start. With oh, the I got some news here again. Shut up, Ethan. Shut up. Nobody wants to hear. It. All right. So. Manchester City is obviously number one spot in the Premier League. Uh, I mean, I they're looking pretty either. good right now. I huh? think the only the only teams that could really have a chance at catching City right now is probably uh, Manchester United and uh, Leicester. But I mean, no, they those, don't. The Leicester's not have a chance. Those two teams what are, you are the only about? teams I see having a chance at catching City right now. But um, yeah, you said it, you said it best. They don't have the wingbacks to win it. Shut up, Ethan. Okay, look, I don't want to take that Leicester City slander. I'll go grab my jersey right now. And I'll go show you what third place looks like. Not seventh, I'm sure of that. I'll go show you what winning the Merseyside Derby looks like, which... Cool, you beat a team that hasn't won a home game in four games. Yeah, we beat, we beat, we beat arguably one of the greatest Premier League teams ever last year, this year, so... That, that doesn't like matter. something. <laughs> That I started matter. something I shouldn't have. <laughs> um, Actually, yeah, no, you're switch topics. I'll get to it. Yeah, all right. I, we could do a whole episode just talking about who we think is going to get relegated and who we think is going to get promoted. Um, no, Fulham's going to get relegated. That's for sure. 
Yeah, I'm really yeah, not going to yeah. get relegated. You're. I, I saw that metal. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's move on from the Premier League, I guess, unless you guys have anything else to say. Everton. I, I mean, good. I, I mean, Ethan, I'll, I'll go to the other side of the, the derby there in, uh, in Germany. Uh, what was it four nothing or yeah, four nothing? Dortmund absolutely knocked the doors off of Schalke, but with the season Schalke's had, that's not too much of a surprise. Apologies, Todd. Uh, shoot, I forgot he was a Schalke fan. Uh, but yeah, they are sitting bottom of the table with not even double digit points. So I'll yeah. just stop talking. I'll stop talking there. Um, All right. Uh, I guess speaking of Dortmund, uh, Erling Holland is looking like in the next one of the next uh, bright stars next to Kylian Mbappe. Um, I mean, I I think we could see a possibility of having uh, these two uh, being the next Messi and Ronaldo. I mean, it's That's very sure. possible, yeah. but there's also a lot of younger talents that might come in. Yeah, I mean, those two right now seem to be the top two in the world besides Messi and Ronaldo, like rising stars, I guess. Um, but yeah. I would I would second you on that. I don't see as of now. Obviously, there's a lot of development as you know. Soccer players do tend to start pretty young, so there's a lot of development. But I've heard the exact same thing you just said that Holland and Mbappe are the next Messi and Ronaldo that we're going to be seeing for who knows how long. I mean, what Mbappe's 21, Holland is 19. 19, yeah. I mean, what they've probably got at least fifteen years of soccer in them. Like, yeah. that's yeah. that's crazy to me that we've all like I I never would have thought that you'd ever have another Messi versus Ronaldo debate, and you've got these yeah. two kids who have one of them has a one of them has a World Cup under their name and two League One titles. And Erling Haaland, I think his statistic is that he scores or assists a goal every sixty eight minutes he plays. Which yeah, is more than once again. That's insane. I think. Like, I think there's some rumors. Um, I don't. They're. Not, I don't know if they're really going to come true, but I've heard from some city fans that they hope so. That Erling Holland might go to City. I mean, it's possible. Uh, I know a while ago there was talk about Messi might go to uh, Manchester City. I don't see Messi going there anymore, but it's still on the table, I guess. Um, I've, I've probably also, I've heard. I've heard rumors that just a couple of days ago, I saw some transfer rumors to Real Madrid for Erling Holland, which I I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, the one thing that I could see, ha- the, the, one, the one reason I could see something like that happening where he's so good, but he transferred out of Dortmund is the fact that he is that good and they're still sixth in the Bundesliga. They yeah. are... For the team that they have, they are really underperforming. I mean, they should be at least three, maybe two. Um, mm-hmm. I say that as a I say that as a Bayern fan, so I, I won't put them at one. You you would never catch me putting them at one, but I mean, I I I, I could see it. I guess uh, maybe not City because again, yeah, I mean, like my uh, I, I'm a little really bit is. biased. Yeah, I I, I, mean, I don't know. The, one- the only really inspiration I see Holland having is that his dad played for City. Um, he might want to go there. I mean, 
I I don't think Holland's the type of player right now that's going to just go for the biggest contract. Um, he's still got a lot of time left in his career, obviously, being only 19. Um, yeah, I mean, I see he might stay at Dortmund for a couple more years, but I don't think he'll sign a big name or big dollar contract anytime soon. You want to talk about signing contracts. Bayern Munich did the same thing that they do with every single guy that brings competition to their club. Like a couple of days ago, they signed uh, RB Leipzig defender Dayot Upamakano or something like that. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, they signed him. And they do this with every single guy that like threatens their, their title defense, I guess. I mean, they did it with Lewandowski. They did it with I think they did it with Goretzka. They did it with Manuel Neuer back in the day. I mean, they just, if you're even close to like passing them in the league, they just go, here you go. Here's the money. We'll take your best player. Like that's literally what they just did for like the seventh time in the past 10 years. Yep. I mean, when, when you, when you win titles and you get that money, I guess you can do that. And I'm not going to complain as a Bayern fan again, but I don't know. It seems a little, I don't know. Yeah, I, I do got a root for Byron, though, just because one of my favorite players right now is probably um, Alfonso Davies. I mean, I like, I like he's by far one of the best left backs in the world right now for just being his age. I mean, um, he's got that speed. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to root against Byron when you have such talent on your team, I guess. I mean, I would. Again, I've been trying to avoid greatest of something conversations, but I will go out and I will say this, that Alfonso Davies is the best left back. And I almost said football, but I'll keep it with soccer since we're here in America. But the, the kid is so fast. I mean, yeah. He's like, if you put Adama Traore, but smaller as a left back. Yeah. I mean, he, I mean he's, well, I, he's insane. I saw, I saw the clip that, when they were playing Field or whatever it is in the snow and they, you know, came yeah. back and tied. I mean, he ran from like mid offensive zone to like the, the box and stopped the play from happening. Like the man literally is Usain Bolt at left back. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know what else. I don't know what else to say. I, I've never seen the footballer. Uh, there I go again. Soccer player <laughs> uh, that fast. Like I, I I don't see you don't yeah. see that, especially at left back. I mean, like Mbappe is pretty fast himself, but for a, a wing back, you don't usually like they're fast. But I've never seen somebody that fast. Yeah, I mean, he's faster than most strikers, honestly. Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I, I will now get off of that topic since I made my claim. <laughs> I, I do this way too often, but. Um, Soccer, soccer, soccer. Oh, actually, there is two things I'm going to talk about soccer, and I want to go to the Italian league and the French league. And Ethan, I think me and you were maybe either tight. Were what were we doing? Me and Ethan, and I know me and Ethan were talking about it the other day. Um, PSG and Juventus, two of the most dominant teams in their respective leagues in the last who knows how long. Um, I'm going to look at the table right now. Juventus is casually sitting at third behind Inter and AC Milan. That never happens. Um, they were like 
fifth the other day that they must have played. And then League One, where PSG, I don't know the last time they didn't win a title. It was probably like five years ago. They're sitting at third behind Leon and Lille, who and and there's no games in hand. Like that is match day twenty six. They're they're third. That's not even an automatic Champions League like bid. I mean, yeah. To me, that's crazy. Like those those teams win their league year in and year out, and see them s- struggling, like that is crazy to me as a soccer fan. Yeah. All right, I mean, that's all I have, but anyone else have yeah, anything? I, nope, I'm good. I am as well when it comes to soccer. Um, what do we have next? I, I, I don't I have anything else lined up. So. We can talk a little bit about college football. Uh, there's there's not much. The only thing that I, that, the only thing that I remember is um, Tyler's show. Offense, or offense, yes. Quarterback for Oregon. The starter announced that he's going to transfer. Now, no, no decision net yet, but uh, Ethan, you brought up AJ Mahoney a little bit earlier, and I compared with him Justin Fields to Tyler's show. They played the exact same games, and Fields statistically was not much better than Tyler's show. Yeah. So I am absolutely clueless when it comes to what in the world happened there. Because I mean, it could be anything. It could be anything from like personal issues to just he wants to not, I guess, be there anymore. I mean, it could be anything. It could be the Pac-12. Obviously, the Pac-12 yeah. years hasn't really been as dominant. Maybe wants to go to maybe a Big Ten SEC school. I but have, I have heard rumors of Penn State because people are pretty upset with Sean Clifford. Oh, well, I know. I, we I, know I, around here people are very upset with Sean Clifford. I don't. I don't see it. I think Penn State's going to ride it out with Clifford. I mean, they've done it for the past two years. I don't see it happening, you know. Yeah. Um, I know there's two sports that I like that neither of you guys – I don't think either of you guys pay attention to, but I do want to touch on both of them because there were two pretty – well, there are big there things. Are big things. Um, in the MMA, one of my favorite fighters of all time, Derek Lewis, who is famous for his interviewing skills, if you don't know what I'm talking about. Just go look up Derek Lewis interviews. Um, they are the most funny thing I have ever watched. He like tied and or broke like three records the other day in his fight. He uh he knocked out shoot, why can't I remember who he knocked out? It was a second round knockout, two minutes and 48 seconds into the second round, and I can't remember who he knocked out. It's kind of sad. Uh Curtis Blades who was pretty or shoot, I messed at the time, one minute and 26 seconds. But he, like, tied George St. Pierre for most knockouts in UFC history. He's got, like, the most wins as a heavyweight. I mean, Derek Lewis should be, you know, going for the title here pretty soon. Um, and then the other one, I, I do love me some NASCAR. So, you know, say what you want about NASCAR. But I do love me – well, I do, I, do, I do love watching some cars go fast around the circle. You know, I'll put it that way. Um, but there were some, obviously the Daytona 500 was this past, well, not this past weekend, but the weekend before that. Um, the Daytona truck race, Ben Rhodes won, who I'm a pretty big fan of. And then the Xfinity race was won by, I want to say Austin Sindrick, but that one I did not watch. Um, 
he's the defending champion, so I'm not too entirely surprised there. But the one that I do want to talk about in the uh, Daytona opening week was my boy, Michael McDowell. If you remember, and Ethan, I know I, I reminded you like six times about this after I saw it happen. Yes, you did. Michael McDowell, who runs for Front Row Motorsports, who is not a big team at all, won the Daytona 500. I want to take you back a couple weeks ago to my hot take where I told everybody on live air that a non-big team NASCAR driver was going to win the Daytona 500. And coming to the last couple laps, I was like, well, shoot, I'm wrong. Then Then the last lap wreck happened and Michael McDowell was out there. And man, was I happy for him. First career win in 14 seasons. But that's not where the NASCAR news ends. We just uh, went, we, they just went to the road course. I, I can't, I can't do what I called Ethan out on. So, but they went to the road course. Ben Rhodes won back-to-back races. Now the big one is Ty Gibbs, who is the 18-year-old grandson of Joe Gibbs, one at the road course in his first ever Xfinity series race at 18. He's our age and he's winning at the second highest stock car, like division in the whole entire world. Like that, that's insane to me. That somebody that's our age. And then last but not least, I, I am going through every single race that happened, but I kind of feel that it's necessary. But again, that might be the NASCAR fan within me. Christopher Bell, after 38 starts and a switch to Joe Gibbs this past season, got his first career win in the Cup Series. Um, yeah, big congrats to all the first-time winners, Ty Gibbs, Michael McDowell, Christopher Bell. If y'all are listening, hit me up. I'll get you an interview. Uh, that probably won't happen, but I'll, I like to believe it. Um, but, yeah, that's what I've got for NASCAR and uh, UFC. Okay. I mean, anything – well, we, we, we skipped over NBA. I really don't oh. think there's too much in the NBA. Yeah, Is I there... think we covered most of the news in the NBA last week – or last time. Um, I, I want to I, – not news in the NBA, but I want to point this out because I, I have seen some, uh, I guess, social media posts. If you say mellow. It is Carmelo Anthony. It is not LaMelo Ball. I do not care what you say. I do not care who you are a fan of. I do not care how old you are. Melo will forever and always be Carmelo Anthony. I I have seen far too too many kids younger than us refer to LaMelo Ball as Melo, and I'm just Mm -hmm. like, no, Mm -hmm. absolutely not. I don't care what your rich dad calls you, LaMelo. You are not. Hey, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. Chill out, chill out, chill out, chill out. <laughs> we don't want to piss off some fans. Hey, Lamar Ball, if you ever want to come on the podcast, you know, I didn't say. Well, we're happy to have you. I mean, obviously. <laughs> um, um, no, the NBA, the season just been going on. Um, nothing really. Too no. Sick. No, you don't get to talk about the NBA. I know you want to bring up something. I'm not going to let you because I don't want to hear it. Let's move on to hot takes. You tried to ask me one team in the league right now. Uh, up, all right, yeah, let's go. Okay, hot takes. Uh, uh, wants to go first. first. I mean, it, it, it traditionally is my, my my role, my purpose to go first. Yeah, okay. okay. Go for it. Your purpose? <laughs> I'll pretend you didn't say that. Okay, so my hot take is coming out of the NBA. 
And I'm going to say right now, a team that is currently not in the playoffs right now will win the national championship or NBA championship. All right. So uh, I'm going kind of against what I did last time where I said uh, both LA teams would repeat uh, with the Dodgers so and the Lakers. I'm looking at teams such as the Miami Heat. I'm so looking is, that, at teams- is that your team that you're calling? Yeah. I'm saying the Miami Heat. All right. All right. Uh, JR, you want to go next? Um, let's see. I'll come up with it right here on the spot. Um, um, let's see. Uh, you know what? I'm, I brought them up earlier, and like I said, I'm a big fan of them. I'm going to go college basketball. I'm going to go to the OVC. I'm going to go Belmont. Belmont does exactly what Loyola Chicago did, and they take it one step further. They make it to the championship, too. They lose. I don't think they win the tournament. But I got Belmont in the final two, boys. That's my that, hot take. That's a, that's a pretty big, big hot take. Uh, that's what I'm known for. I take my shots in the dark. All right. Um, I guess that brings me to me. Uh, mine's – I uh, it, I guess it's kind of a hot take. I mean, considering – okay, so I'm just going to say it first. So I have Manchester City winning their first ever Champions League. I mean, I think they have the ability to do it. They just don't perform well in the Champions League usually. But, I mean, I get – yeah, that's my hot take. <laughs> Honestly, I that it sounds – like if you didn't know, like, soccer, people would be like, that's – like, if you knew the bare minimum, people would say that's not a hot take. But as a big-time soccer fan, the yeah. fact that – like that actually is, and it seems so weird saying it is, but the fact because that Manchester you, you City... You think about how long Manchester City has been around and that the fact that they've never won a Champions League. Yeah. They, they've won plenty of, like, interleague titles and, like, trophies and all that, but to win, they've never... I think they've won a couple of European uh, trophies, but they've never won a Champions League. I, yeah, I think that's... Just, like, saying that, like, still... Like, I, I know that for a fact. And yeah. just hearing it in again, like, just sounds so weird. Because what? Outside of Liverpool's win last year, Manchester City will have three of the last four Premier League titles. And yes, I am calling Manchester City the winners for this year because I don't think it's going to be close. They're already 10 points ahead. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, to, to be 75% of the last four Premier League titles and not have a Champions League win ever... It just doesn't sound right, like yeah, saying really. it. Yeah, exactly. I was trying to think of something I, to relate I, it to, but I guess I don't really know how you could relate that to anything. I mean, uh, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Could be like I. I think the closest thing I have is the Tampa Bay Lightning a couple years ago when they won back-to-back yeah. President's Cups and then lost in the first round of the playoffs. Now, granted, they did end up winning the playoffs. So, hey, who knows? That might be a little bit of foreshadowing there for your hot take. But True. I mean, that's probably, that's probably the best thing I can equate it to is the fact they were so good in the regular season and then couldn't take it to the playoffs. I mean, I guess Champions League is like the playoffs for soccer. Yeah. Um, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with everything I said. Uh, I, I am looking at time, time wise right now. We are about an hour. So I am pretty impressed that we finally did 
a news podcast in less than an hour and a half because I don't know the last time we ever did that. It's been a while. It has been a while. Um, yeah. Uh, I really don't I, have it. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, I, I do want to. I, I want to plug our uh, our interviews that we've got to post. I know we have, like we said, Quinn Miners, uh, big time draft prospect. You might know him from the Senior Bowl. Uh, his episode will be out soon. I just dropped uh, Coastal Carolina pole vaulting commit Annika Hummel today. Um, there's a few more we got in the works that are uh, hopefully going to come to fruition. We've also got some that we have recorded that just need posted. So, yeah, keep up to date, hopefully, with the interviews. Um, I've definitely had some fun doing them. Ethan, I know you've had some fun. Ryan, I'll get you on one soon, I promise. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, I the interviews are fun, and I hope people enjoy listening to them because I love shouting them out. Um, yeah, yeah. Outside of that, make sure you go follow our Twitter and Instagram. Again, I'm all about Same plugging plug. today. So, yeah, I mean, okay, look, I've started using our Twitter and Instagram a lot more recently, so that might be why. But yeah, make sure you go follow them. I'll put the links or the ats i guess you could say in the description of our podcast man i feel like i'm freaking like 10 million subscriber youtuber at the end of their game or at the end of their youtube video i hate that what did i just do <laughs> all right Ethan. before i say something else stupid just go Finish okay so as always thank you for watching and for double fm sports i'm ethan fager i'm jared miserak and i'm ryan finley and we're signing off